Hi, I'm Lauren Clash-Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Michelle Colas-Brooks, playwright of Hitler's Tasters, produced by New Light Theater Project at Theater Row. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you. And I'm going to start with a little bit about this play, that it's inspired by true events. Hitler's Tasters is a dark comedy that tells the story of a group of young women who every day, three times a day, wait for the privilege of poison testing Hitler's food. Where did the impulse to tell this story come from? Well, I I heard about this story. Um, there was a woman a few years ago named Margot Volk, a German woman who in her 90s uh, finally told the story of what happened to her and how she had been conscripted to be one of Hitler's food tasters. Mm. And, um, and that she was among other young women, young German women who were, who were chosen to be his food tasters. And <laughs> the enormity of, the, of, of that story hit me so hard because I thought, mm-hmm. wait a minute, just when you think you've heard every horrible thing about Hitler, right? He mm-hmm. used young German women to taste his food for poison. He didn't use Jews. He didn't use gypsies. He didn't use Poles. He didn't use the myriad of people that he hated. He used, you know, the future of the Reich. And, um, and I just thought, I really need to explore what that is. I have a lot of, you know, concerns about young women in general. And I thought, uh, you know, if you put young women in a room together and they could potentially die at any meal you know mm-hmm. what 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 happens in that in between and how do they manage it um mm-hmm. and how do they fight and how do they reassure each other and 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 what do young women do when they're when they're killing time mm-hmm. i i um i read what your play is about and gasped and i'm imagining for you what did you imagine that the young girls might be talking about knowing that they may not live to see another meal. How did you create their characters and what did you draw upon? Well, I think, you know, it's a, it's a good question because it came from so much impulse. So I think they must have all been living in me since, since I was a young woman, you know, mm-hmm. these, all these women that I knew, different, uh, different experiences that we all went through. And the complications of being a young woman, you know, as you know, there are many. And, mm-hmm. um, and all I could think about was they probably didn't want to talk about dying. I mean, I would imagine that mostly that they would try to do things to get back to just being girls any moment that they could, talking about the things that young women talk about, whether it's whether it's movie stars or now YouTube stars or, mm-hmm. um, or mm-hmm. braiding each other's hair or dancing, anything to distract from the reality of their meals. Um, so I, I just, I thought a lot about what they wouldn't talk about um, in that, in that situation. And, and then mm-hmm. of course the, the reality mm-hmm. is always, it's always going to seep through one way or another, right? You can't, you can't avoid it. So they're always confronted. They try to, they try to get off course and then they're confronted again and again uh, of the reality of their situation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If, if there were to be a sequel to Hitler's Tasters with some of these same characters to see them in their forties, in their sixties, 
Can you imagine what that sequel might be like for you as a writer? That's a really interesting question. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, I think it would be really interesting to project into the future and see because I think we would we would go under the assumption that some of them did not make it right. They were, these, these women were brought in toward the end of the war. And um, according to um, Ms. Volk, most of them did not come to a good end because of the Russians coming in and Mm. doing all the terrible things that unfortunately we're hearing about right now. Mm. Um, Mm. But uh, I think then there's the question of, um, you know, uh, people who survived the war, and uh, what they take with them, um, people, the ones who have guilt, the mm-hmm. ones who are still angry, the ones who've lost so much, um, the ones who were in denial and stay in denial. Mm-hmm. I think you know there would be a really, uh, a really interesting range of possibility. I think the fact that that Margot Volk didn't tell her story until her nineties. Uh-huh. is pretty pretty telling about wanting to forget about it but then felt really compelled to you know to share it in the end to let the story be known yeah i i'm so glad she did and the play first premiered in 2018 in new jersey and it's had showings at the edinburgh fringe and it's earned a spot on the kilroy's list kilroy's list mm-hmm. in 2020 what has the journey been like for you over the past five years with a pandemic presidential elections political upheaval have these events influenced your thoughts about the play? A hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, I was, I started writing this. I, when I first started writing it, I was just going to write about uh, the girls in the mid forties, you know, having this experience. Um, it just so happened that I started writing or I was rewriting around the 2016 election. <laughs> <And> <laughs> coincidence. And um, sometimes it feels like there are no coincidences. Yeah. And uh, and um, some of the rhetoric that I was hearing out in the world was I found terrifying and also taken directly from, frankly, Hitler's playbook. I mean, the yeah. language was exactly the same. And so the play developed into something that uh, in which we use like a lot of anachronisms because, uh, you know, as we all know, the old cliche about history repeating itself is mm-hmm. something we want to be aware of. Um, but, you know, also I wanted these girls to feel very, very present. I wanted them to feel like the girls that we have in our lives right now, that our daughters, our cousins, our, our nieces, our sisters, um, I didn't want them to feel, I, I have said this before, but I didn't want them to feel like sepia-toned people in history. Mm. And so as, as an inc- you know, incredible amount of drama has unfolded in the last five years, um, I have been fortunate to work with this incredible group of women who have been so game to adapt the play um, as we went ar- uh, along to, to, to nod, to current events you know we were all together during the Kavanaugh hearings and so we have a little nod to Christine Blasey Ford Mm. and we um, Mm. we actually did a show in the Hamptons uh, the 20th anniversary of 9-11 and so we have a little nod to that we certainly wrote in a little something something about the virus Uh, Mm -hmm. we were we opened in LA and uh, shut down the next day because of COVID (laughs) Um, so we were able to put something in there and uh, the girls just uh did the show in they're coming from North Carolina right now uh, literally today 
And uh, I said, how do y'all feel about writing in a little something for Putin? Mm-hmm. And they were completely game. And so we added, we added a little, a little line here and there. So it's been really thrilling to be part of a, uh, a dynamic piece that with a, with a really, really um, a, a cast and director who've been really excited to just keep going for it and keep, keep, uh, keep as relevant as we possibly can you know, given the, given the confines of a play. Mm-hmm. It, it seems like this is a play whose script will never be actually frozen. I, I think, <laughs> I think, you know, it's kind of like as a playwright, you always want your plays to get published. Right. Uh-huh. I mean, that's a sort of, that's sort of the dream, but it seems to be a complicated time for that. And in some ways it's been a real gift for me that it, it hasn't gotten frozen in time yet because um, I like, I like, I like it being a dynamic piece. All that being said, it would nice for it would be nice for it to be published at some point. But you know, <laughs> as of now, I'm not complaining. <laughs> I see that as a 2022 likelihood. And <laughs> we talk about the characters. Let's talk about the audience a bit. The stage says that Hitler's Tasters is a thoughtful, pun- funny, and poignant, never predictable especially with what's going on in the world around us. Are there things that are particularly for you that you'd like the audience to walk away with or actions you'd like them to take? Mm. Um, you know, I, I feel like, um, I mean, you know, first and foremost with any show, I feel like you want people to be entertained. I think that's just the best way to people's hearts and minds. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so I do want people to feel free to laugh it is a dark comedy and um young women are inherently hilarious whether they feel like they are or not Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. and um but you know i think if there was a you know my sort of a political hope um in my you know in the deep recesses of my very hippie heart um (laughs) (laughs) but i i i i I, if, if nothing else i would like people to come away with a reminder about the dangers of complacency, because mm-hmm. I feel like we are we are really slammed with a lot of information, you know, all the time right now. There's mm-hmm. a lot of horrible. Um, there's just there's just so there's just so many horrible things happening all the time. I suspect things are horrible things are happening all the time. It's just we're not always so aware of them. But 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 there are certain things that we really need to uh, pay attention to and to um, get involved in the process to be, to be part of the civil process. I mean, we, we can't ever forget that Hitler was voted in. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't seize power. He was voted in. And, mm-hmm. and I would like people to remember that uh, things mm-hmm. did not go well. And everybody said, Oh, we'll be able to control him. Oh, he can't possibly be that crazy. And uh, you know, and he was. Yes, he was. And to your point, history does repeat itself. And the danger of complacency allows your work to influence others to perhaps take action, which I'm so grateful for. Thank you. Thank you. That would, that would be a, a nice bonus for me if, mm-hmm. if uh, people could be, feel compelled that way after seeing the play. Uh, Michelle, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. This has been lovely. Thank you so much. I'm Lauren Klaschneider, speaking with Michelle Colas-Brooks, playwright of Hitler's Tasters at Theatre Row. 
Thank you.